Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your hosts, Don McLean from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Uh, today on News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, by the way, we're starting 12 minutes late because oh, I, don't know, I don't know why. We were playing funky music and funky cold oh. Medina and. A bag of blue funk and uh, talking <laughs> trash off the air. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, uh, we're going to solve a crime in Oklahoma. We're going to oh, talk about oh. amorous jurors. Um, Don is going to tell us a ghost story. And Ross is going to lead the show off today with talk about hairdos, if that's okay. But first... I'm looking up this email. I got, you know, if I was doing show prep, I wouldn't have to look for it. And this would have been a really smooth transition. Okay, it's an email from DK Mags from Adam. DK Mags is hiring. We have a reputation for keeping great talent and are always looking for more. Let me know if you have questions. That's how I like copy point. Nice, sweet, short, and right to the right to the point. Um, but I've got a lot to add to that because I'm a picky SOB. And if you're going to work for DK no. Mags, huh? No, yeah, no. If you think you're going to be a gun expert at DK Mags, you've got to pass the Kenny test. Number one, you can't be a bastard. And by that, I mean you have to be nice to virtually every customer that comes in the door. And I don't care if it's a customer that has never held a firearm in their life or they're a customer that just wants to buy ammo for a friend or a relative or if there's somebody that's been in the service and knows every single firearm and everything about guns uh, from top to bottom, you have to treat each one of those people, those prospective customers, with respect and adulation. That is why I love DK Mags, because they don't discriminate against everybody, anybody, excuse me, everybody gets the same treatment. This is going to go long because I'm not following any kind of script or anything, and I'm just winging it here. Uh, and, and seriously, I was turned on to DK Mags for the very first time by a female gun buyer who had bought her very first firearm from DK Mags. And she had shopped around, and she had been basically treated like S. And she walked into DK Mags, and they treated her right, and they set her up with a firearm, and she loves them. And I went there, and now her dad goes there, and now we've been advertising with them for years. DK Mags is the real deal. If If you're in the market for a firearm, any kind of firearm, they're the place to go. If you just need ammunition, they've got plenty of that. Accessories, 
Uh, accessories make great gifts, birthday, Christmas, whatever. Uh, you'll find it all at DK Mags and on the website, dkmags.com. They're located Old Highway 8 in New Brighton. Did I go long enough? That's like as, four as minutes. We, yeah, as we say on GL. 58, yeah, yeah. 59, okay. 60. Okay. You get the point. Uh, and hiring. if you're looking for a gig. Yeah, they're hiring, but you got to be a nice person. That's that's the Kenny test. They didn't say that. That's Kenny saying that. All right, Ross, it's your show, baby. Take over. Well, a little thing called the USA Mullet Championships is currently taking place. I sent this story to all three of you. Did you happen to scan some of these beauties? Oh, sure you, did. When you sent that, I didn't even bother opening it up. I just went right to my phone, right to my photos, and I sent you a couple photos of me sporting yes. mullets back in the uh, 80s, late 80s, early 90s. So a couple of things I'm going to point out to people. If you want to see John and Kenny in mullets, check out the Facebook and Twitter pages for Garage Logic. Dawn is also now sending me some pictures that I may hold for a couple of days. To promote uh, news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, but oh. I will also be posting them. Can can we say what they are? Yeah, you can say what they are. Don, you had a rat tail. Oh yeah, it's not in this picture though. It's yeah, a rat tail would be a guy. This was called a fool's tail. Fool's tail. <laughs> so stupid. There's, there's so many jokes about rat tails and fool tails, and unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable telling them oh, in front of you. Oh, I don't even know. I don't get it. In front of you, a okay. grand lady. Okay, well, I did not send him those pictures, but I did send first grade? First grade and a, a basketball team picture that zoomed in on her, which nice. is, it's it's a little tough to see because it of the is. nature of it's, the photo. Yeah, it's from the newspaper. But no, I don't, don't take this the wrong way, Dawn, not that you turned out to be ugly or anything by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Jeez, I think that was going? a, that but, might have been a compliment, no, no, no. Dawn, I'm not sure. I just yeah. know how this could be misconstrued. <laughs> okay. You were a really darn cute kid in the first grade. Aww. You sent me, she sent a first grade photo that I'll post at some point this week on the Facebook. And Did she have shoes on? Was she barefoot? Oh, my Lord. It's a school picture. They don't show you the bottom half of your body. So, right. so uh, really, the, uh, I didn't expect that we would get a ton of content out of this uh, as far as the podcast. But what I did expect might happen was that John and Kenny would send me some pictures. And unprompted, they did send me some pictures of themselves Sporting some beautiful mullets. Yes. And I will put a link to this website. It's mulletchamp.com. Mulletchamp.com. I will put that in the show notes so you can click and look at these 25 finalists. OMG. Are there some beautiful mullets I actually here? Op- I opened it up this morning. How come Joe Dirt isn't included anywhere? That's the most famous. That's the most famous mullet of them all, Ross. I actually looked up. I googled famous mullets, and I have a whole list of celebrities. That oh, you do the, the mullet. Okay, but none of them even compare to uh, what's his name, uh, David. Uh, da, 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 David Spade. Spade. Yeah, thank you, David Spade in uh, Joe Dirt. That was a that was a fantastic mullet. Well, I think what happened here is you each year they do this competition, and you have to submit your your mullet picture. I also love that they call it the 2022 main event, M-A-N-E. Oh, <laughs> yikes. So you have to check these out. More importantly, you have to check out the GL socials because these pictures that Kenny and John shared with me, they're gold, Jerry. Gold. Don, I really had high hopes, man. Um, you really let me down here, I got to say. Uh, because when I opened up this website, Most Famous Mullets in Hollywood, there's actually more female 
famous mullets than there are guys in this oh, movie. Oh, the femillet. Didn't Bonnie the Raitt? <laughs> Did, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that before. The femillet. Didn't really? Bonnie Raitt have a femlet at one point? Oh, yeah. yeah um, okay. Miley Cyrus? Oh, yeah. That's an ironic oh, it mullet, is. probably. Kristen Stewart? Remember her mullet? She had that for yeah, a while. Also ironic. Meryl Streep? That's a legitimate family. Oh my gosh, Kenny, scroll down on mulletchamp.com. I didn't Do- notice this. Dolly Parton? <laughs> oh, and wow. That, yeah. I think that's a I think it's actually a wig. Here's the one that caught my eye. Hulk Hogan, famous wrestler Hulk Hogan's that's, mullet was part of his signature throughout his career. That's not a mullet. That's not Hulk Hogan. It's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> who, who is that? I have no idea. It's it's some oiled up, beefy looking wrestler that, but that's not Hulk Hogan. Mm. Ellen DeGeneres had a mullet for a million years. Oh yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. She's uh, showing a lot of flesh in that. That makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Miley Cyrus <laughs> again. So I don't get. How how can it be ironic? So it means making, that they're making fun of a mullet, and they're so famous that they can have a stupid haircut, and they they're just desperate to find some way to get attention, even though they're yeah. so famous, they can't get enough. So speaking of getting attention, if you scroll down on mulletchamp.com, there's yeah. a kids and teen division. Oh yeah, I see it right now. Your kids don't honestly want to look like that. You're you're doing that to your kids so you can get attention, right? <laughs> and they all have those stupid, sorry if anybody wears those sunglasses, but they're like, mm, oh, what's his name? That golfer, Duval. Yeah. You know what oh, I saw those? a couple of days like ago that I see on occasion and it always throws me off? When people use their skiing goggles as like sunglasses, that's kind of what they look like. Yeah, and, and they're inside. I was inside Target or Walmart, and so somebody what, was walking around wearing them. The they're, multicolored ones. Oh, you know the reflection is multicolored, yeah. and yeah. they have a huge bridge on the nose. I yeah. don't like sunglasses like that. We should remember Miley Cyrus's dad had one of oh. the oh, mullets Billy ever. Ray. Billy Ray, of I know course. he had a right. gigantic. That mullet. was a really quality mullet. He had I have a great uh, mullet and achy breaky heart. Mullet. I don't <laughs> know that, that I've ever. Either. I've never heard that song all the way through. What? Achy breaky heart. I, I can do it for you I right now. I, I don't I, tell my heart, <laughs> my achy breaky heart. Yeah, oh, I, I, th- you can stop now. I yeah. just don't think Kenny'd understand. It, just the title alone makes fills me with rage. I do not like anything <laughs> about that. Don, I hear you mention this person all the time on my talk, and I have no idea if this person is an actor or a singer or whatever. Um, but her name, I believe, is Zendaya. 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 Mm-hmm. She arrived on the red carpet of the 58th Grammy Awards with this extreme version of the style. And it's a it's a bowl cut on top. Oh boy! And a, and a really long mullet in the back. It's pretty ugly, actually. What does she Ooh. do? What she is she is, uh, she is a singer. She so she has records that she puts out, and she's an actor. So she's um. Would I hear her like on KD, KDWB, or something like that? Maybe I don't know how many hits she's had recently, but uh, yeah, she was kind of like a kid, maybe Disney star. I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, who cares? Yeah, I know nothing about her. Um, also, I do um, know she was under serious. This is this is how she. Well, she's dating Timothy Chalamet. That's one thing. She's gorgeous. I mean, she's like just beautiful. Um, 
that Juliana Rancic, there was one award show where she did, um, they, they were doing the Joan Rivers thing where the fashion police, okay? Okay, right. So yeah. Juliana Rancic is this woman who doesn't do the show anymore or a lot of TV because she said a thing about her hair that was wrong to say about a person of color. I'll just say that. And people were like, what planet are you coming from? And She didn't rip afros, did she? Um, She said something that, just use your imagination, just, I don't even want to allude to it. One of my nephews had, uh, not this summer, but the summer before, had the sweetest, most giant afro you have ever seen. It was like he was, John, you'll probably be the only one that gets this reference. It was like he was in the ABA. I mean, seriously. <laughs> sure. It sure. was it was the size of a beach ball. I've always wanted to grow a sweet-ass afro, and I have straight, um, yeah. stupid, hillbilly, white uh, <laughs> yeah. hair. Get a perm. Grow it uh, out and get a perm. I had a perm as in, in high school. But you did? A mullet yeah. perm? No, it, oh. was, it wasn't a mullet. It was yeah. just a big, giant I, 80s. I, I had a mullet perm. Yeah! I'm trying I didn't to... send any of those pictures to Ross. <laughs> I'm trying to find one to send you guys. He doesn't have Facebook anymore, I believe. But my brother had just the most incredible perm slash long hair you've ever seen in high school. Yes. But I got to find a picture and send it to you oh. guys. Even if you don't know him, it is... Just an incredible set of hair, Don. I uh, I played football in high school, and oh, you take off your you take off your helmet, and usually it's just rancid. It really stinks. So my gross. my yeah. helmet smelled like a perm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Kenny was one of those guys who looked like a full grown man in high school. You know what I mean? Where you're like, that guy has a full beard. Okay, yeah. who 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 in the uh, history of all time? Had the first mullet. Is this Ooh. a trivia question? Um, I I Jesus? I googled. I googled. Sto- <laughs> Jesus didn't have bangs. Yeah, no, he didn't have bangs. He was parted. Um, I googled oh. historical mullets and found a list. Oh, Ben Franklin. That sure. hairdo what? is considered. Well, he's bald on top. How is that considered yeah, that's a mullet? Because exactly. there's no party in front. That's the absence of a party. Yes, it's business in front, party in back is yeah. what I've heard on the oh, mullet. Oh, that's though, right. Yeah, right? there's no business. It's just the party. Uh, Native Americans would run with the, um, according to this, with a mohawk and then a mullet in back. That seems really cool. I, I'd be That's great. That. Um, Paul McCartney, John, had a mullet. Yeah, he did. Um, a he mullet did. and a mustache. Oh. Yeah. Most definitely like... the Wings era. Paul he Mar- actually yeah, kind of rocks. I wouldn't call it a mullet, but it's it's longish hair these days, too. Yeah. Uh, I had a neighbor, um, a lesbian, and uh, Uh-oh. she had the most fantastic mullet you have ever seen. Oh, my God. It was the coolest mullet ever. Unfortunately, she was a huge creep. She was really mean, Me? and she she bought brought home like fifty pound bags of peanuts, and would feed the squirrels in the backyard. Aww. And we had it was like a biblical plague of <laughs> of, of squirrels in our backyard. Oh, right, because she was bringing them to the yard. Yeah. So the day they moved out, the moving van van wasn't even at the end of the block. 
I hopped the fence and I was over there tearing down all of the squirrel feeders. So they all disappeared that day. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, the squirrels d- dispersed and we had a normal amount of squirrels. I have so this... I always associate wow. le- lesbian women mullets with squirrels. And <laughs> oh, it, I mean, it's I a... have this image yeah. of the truck driving away <laughs> down the street and all the neighborhood squirrels are following it as it <laughs> yeah. leaves the neighborhood. <laughs> She's like St. Francis I'm serious. You would sit on the deck and they would run right over your foot they just didn't care these squirrels didn't care they had to get their peanuts and they were all the size of softballs it was just i think it was squirrel abuse really because because it made overweight yeah and it made them lazy you know they didn't know Hmm. how to um, feed feed themselves how'd squirrel hunting season go kenny uh i I don't shoot or eat tree rats that's my kid and talk to him about that (laughs) oh boy what a lot of trouble for not a lot of meat you know (laughs) yeah no kidding no kidding uh, so when is this contest, Ross? Is it over? Uh, it actually is about to be final here in the next literally hours. They should hopefully post who the winner is. Okay, because they've already decided the kids' division and the teen division, right? Correct. I just knew yeah. when we recorded this pod, we wouldn't have the winner. But here's how official they take themselves. Mm. The top part of their website cracks me up. The 2022 main event finals voting has ended. Okay, it's ended. So right below that, they just say... Check back for final results. <laughs> and you know if you're in this top 25, these people are hitting refresh multiple times a day to see if they're the winner. I love being in control of something like that. <gasps> I'm looking at the top 25. There are some beauties in there. What is there? that thing? <laughs> Jeremy Perrine, Perrine Facebook fan, vote qualifier. Uh, okay, so if you, if you, oh my God. Mullet-champ.com. So the, okay, let me try to what? describe this. It is, uh, so there's the, there's the symbol in the middle of the logo, and then it's the row below, over to the left, completely to the left, and it looks... <laughs> It looks like an army helmet on top. It's smushed down, it's combed down, and then it flips a little bit. It's like he molded it down like that with maybe a colander or something, and then there's like a permed end to it. Have you seen this? I have. That one is really weird. I've never seen a mullet like that. So now scan all the way across and look at that same guy, but on the far right side of that line. That guy looks like Hulk Hogan. Oh, you mean Dalton Cleghorn? Yeah, he looks like Dalton <laughs> Cleghorn. No! He looks like Hulk. Oh, oh, there's a guy above him that is Michael Hawk, and he um, is in a pool trying to look sexy. Yeah, is Michael Hawk showing off some of the uh, some of the uh, taco meat up top there? Taco meat. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. No, wait, no. What? Huh? Well, that's if it's curly. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hamburger his, meat. Yeah. So his is not hamburger uh, meat. Actually, yeah, yeah, taco meat. Uh, I'll, I'll retract that. That's a uh, on that website. I, I clicked on Hall of Fame and got some famous people that I missed. Andre Agassi, uh, Billy oh, Ray. You mentioned Billy him. Billy Ray's Bl- the best. Billy uh, Blake Shelton, oh. uh, Kenny Powers. Oh, baseball Kenny. player. Do you yeah. see the, well, min- no, the Minnesota tie-in? You, you, mm-hmm. You've never seen the show, Kenny. It's the actor's Danny McBride. Oh, yeah, Kenny you're Powers. right. That is Danny. Yeah, McBride. that's an ironic mullet. He's, he he's started found doing him down. it. Yeah, he's found it now, which is a great show. Oh, it is funny as funny as yeah, yeah, it's really it's good. But he was oh. doing that mullet before it came back as cool, just to be like yeah. ironic about it. Yeah. Do you see our uh, Minnesota tie-in? 
No, who? Jared Allen is on there. Oh, he's from here? Well, he played for the yeah, Vikings he's for played years. Here, yeah. Just uh, another Mel- player that couldn't win a Super Bowl. Mel Gibson, Bono, Joe Dirt, Swayze. And, Swayze! Uh, Randy Johnson, I forgot. The pitcher oh, Randy yeah. Johnson had a Big mullet, mullet. Uh, and a mullet stash. Patrick Swayze told Sebastian Bach to F off. <laughs> there, there's God, our trailer there's park, a trailer boys, park reference. boys. Oh uh, my God! Right. Patrick right. Swayze is in no way affiliated with news hey. from the Krabby Coffee Shop <laughs> or Trailer Park Boys. John, didn't Randy yes. Johnson accidentally kill a bird with a pitch? Yes, he did. What? Yeah, he threw a fastball and a bird flew across the uh, home plate area and seriously exploded the bird. The, the bird exploded. exploded. Yeah. Oh, what just... a great game! What a great thing! I wish I could have seen you, it. Just, I you, love birds, oh, but it's, come it's on. Available. It's yeah. available. It's everywhere, available on Dawn, the internet. Don so, YouTube yeah. it. Just Randy Johnson bird. Okay. You got to think the the bird, much like squirrels, was playing chicken, right? Hey, watch <laughs> this. Watch this. I'm going to fly right in front of this one bitch. Of, and he got taken out. One of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life, I, I'm pretty positive I peed a little bit in my pants at a work golf tournament. <laughs> Oh. I was in a golf uh, foursome at a charity golf tournament raising money for military heroes, and one of my former bosses <laughs> hit a worm burner on the ground, and it directly intersected with a squirrel running across the fairway, oh. and you could see it coming from a mile away. Did the squirrel go to heaven? Oh, the squirrel The squirrel uh, got hit in the head. It made a... <laughs> he took, like, another step. Seized and fell over. Oh, it was. I, that I, is not funny, Ross. Oh my gosh, that is a I, sad no, story. It is. I felt so bad. Like oh I felt really God. bad for the squirrel, and I still do to this day. But to see it live was so incredibly funny, and it's even funnier. It's like when, a Caddyshack yeah, moment. When just seconds before, like it, you, like all these things come together, and you don't know why, right, or how they even happen. Seconds before my uh, partner even tees off. I see this squirrel kind of on the right-hand side of my vision, just kind of playing in the fairway. And then seconds right, later, next, he takes off. Russ, you never know. Boom. You never know. You guys, you know. I, I Googled that, or I YouTube the Randy Johnson thing. It was yeah. a dove. That was a dove. Then the feathers dove, yeah. fly in the air, and then the oh, carcass everywhere. lands like five feet away. It basically <laughs> just... Shot the feathers off of it as it was. If, it's if, crazy. That now, is so crazy. If the guy in the booth running the music had half of a sense of humor, he would trot up that Prince song when doves cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, God. Oh. And if the ump had any uh, sense of humor, he'd have gone, Steve. Right. <laughs> there's one other baseball story, too. Uh, Dave Winfield. Uh, former oh. former twin actually. Yeah, he was yeah. with the Yankees and he was throwing a ball in after warming up and it hit a seagull. This was in Toronto. Hit a seagull. The seagull died, and he got in trouble. They wanted to charge yeah. him with animal they, cruelty. What? Yeah, they accused him of trying to hit it. Oh, yeah, and he basically on. threw it backwards. He wasn't even looking. But the best part of that is Billy Martin. Uh, you know, yeah, drunk and but a funny guy. Yeah, uh, his line. He was managing the Yankees then. He said, hell, that's the first time Winfield's hit the cutoff man all year. (laughs) And there's a third baseball tie-in. You guys Uh may remember um, Pedro Serrano in Major League Two hit the birds in the outfield. And he ran out. He didn't even make it to second like he should have. Halfway to second, he ran into the outfield 
and prayed for the bird and brought yeah. it back to life and then was tagged yeah. out. Otherwise, that yeah. would have been a bad omen for him. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Lord, this is so complicated. Pedro Serrano, the Allstate insurance man, by the way. Okay, we're going to have to throw a story out here. I can see we've already gone too long. Uh, do you want to solve a crime in Oklahoma, or do you want to talk about these horny oh. jurors? Which, which, which story should we do? Oh. oh. You know what? The crime-solving thing, that's grim and gross. I'll see. The juror thing is hilarious. This Read is this. right up our alley. This is from yesterday's paper. John, did you find the story? I did. I have the Washington it, Post version, actually. Okay, the one that was in the Star Tribune was tiny, maybe an inch, and it was buried in the back of the paper. And like usual, like Joe says, uh, reporting ain't what it used to be. It doesn't give us enough information. Go ahead, John. Uh, several people in the courtroom, including the judge, said they noticed it. A juror glancing and smiling at Paul Ballar, one of three men accused of assisting with an unsuccessful 2020 plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Where opinions diverged was what the woman's glances and smiles meant and whether the juror should continue playing a role in deciding Bellar's fate. William Rolston, a Michigan assistant attorney general, said in court we're very concerned oh. about this juror. The prosecution said he had two witnesses who could testify about what Rolstein characterized as nonverbal communication between Bellar and the juror, in other words, flirting. Two days later, Jackson County Fourth Circuit Judge Thomas Wilson, who is presiding over the case, announced the woman is being removed from the jury. Oh, my it God. Didn't... How embarrassing. <laughs> the Aren't judge you ashamed? Said... <laughs> the judge said, it didn't just happen on one day. It happened over multiple <laughs> days, and I decided it's safer to err on the side of, of caution. caution. <laughs> yeah. The judge you also said like he's never seen mom. this. <laughs> Hold on, John. Didn't she sound yes. like my mom? Well, uh-huh. Yeah. Aren't you oh, ashamed? Oh, well, God. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> of course I am, Mom, but they're paying me. Oh, God. <laughs> so what was he in? What was he being tried for again? I apologize. He's, remember the guys that tried to kid? Their plot was to kidnap the governor of Michigan and oh. possibly do her harm. Oh, my gosh. He's, yes, he's it was terrible. Oh, for yes. God's yeah, and, sake. And that, that could have been a made-for-TV horrible comedy movie starring I don't know the they were I don't think they were black but I, I immediately thought they the Wayan brothers would would do, a, would do a great job would do a wonderful job of that oh my because gosh. it's just these bonehead peckerwoods that don't know up from down you know rednecks that decided to. Uh, kidnap Big Gretchen. That didn't work out if, for him. If you're going to flirt with somebody on trial, wouldn't you want to flirt with somebody where they maybe weren't perhaps intending to kill somebody? You know, maybe a petty misdemeanor, uh, maybe, no. maybe theft. Some women like dangerous guys, right? I also Thank like you. to live dangerously. Do because you? when I saw this story, the first thing I did was go to the Google and I Googled something like, Jurors that have fallen in love with defendants. Oh, it's happened before. And I thought, I'd be lucky to find one. I've got four out of a hundred stories wow. on the internet. Oh, my gosh. About Let's hear them. women. The first it's one. It's all women? Um, well, um, <laughs> let's see. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I'm not sure. Because God, like normal, Don, I didn't yes. pre-read them. I printed them oh, out. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. And didn't bother good. pre-reading. Uh, a juror in a recent Las Vegas murder case sent one defendant sexually explicit letters and visited Ooh. him at the county jail. As the juror sees it, she did nothing wrong. But the defendant's attorney says he has now possible grounds for a mistrial. The juror was 21-year-old Marnie Ramirez, 
sent the flirtatious letters to Ricky Vasquez, convicted in October. Now, remember, this is back in 2008. Uh, Ramirez, married and a mother, said she was a, a holdout on the jury who wanted to convict Vasquez of voluntary manslaughter. So it, it does make a difference in the trials. She didn't want to uh, uh, convict him. Uh, and here's here's the uh, the line that caught my eye. In the letters, Ramirez writes that she's a sex addict and wants to touch him and see where it all leads to. Oh. Are you reading that directly from the article <laughs> that you did not pre-read? Pretty good job, Kenny. When I feel the need for sex, I just get it, and I always get what she wants, she says. I'll give you a hint. If you really want to get me, smile, and I'm all yours. That's it? Just smile? That's it? That's pretty easy. Man. I guess. Um, But are you really... That's a true addiction, isn't it? Yes. I mean, if you can't even be on a juror... Without getting all hot a, a and randy, jury? Yeah. Jury, yeah. you can be on a juror, especially if you have a sex addiction. I mean, that I would, would be, be more Ricky likely Vasquez. to, yeah, that'd be Ricky. <laughs> hey, Ricky, didn't didn't David Duchovny or still does? Didn't he struggle with sex he addiction? He did have a sex addiction. Well, yeah. he was on Californication, yeah. which is which all is about sex. Which what is about, that yeah. guy was. No. But I mean, let's be honest. There's nothing. Aren't all men sex addicts? No. Well, you know, I'm glad you said it because I thought about saying <laughs> really? it. Really? Yeah. You no, think so? Yeah, no. Well, all from men the are age sex. of From the yeah. age of what, Kenny? Uh, oh, 13 to Yeah, right around 50. 13, right up until the, they close the lid. Right, or as Ross says, <laughs> right until the day you tip out of the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, but, like, uh, I do have a friend who is a sex addict. He's been to meetings and everything. Is there a difference between obsession and addiction? Or are they one and the same? Well, huh. he acts out on it. Like he okay. for, he has sex with a lot of women and he I mean it he'll like cheat on every girlfriend he has. He'll he just like when it leads to something that ruins your life or like yeah. you, you lose yeah. your yeah. job, you um you know, it hurts your family. You know, that's okay. that's an addiction. That's, yeah. and, that's and I, just like a drug. Yeah. 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 And that's I do definition. agree with that. But to back up uh, Kenny's point and then John chiming in there, I would say most men aren't addicted to it, but they are obsessed with yes, it. Yes, because they can't all get it. Correct. <laughs> oh, no. That's Story terrible. of my life. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. Uh, who I don't sings think that? So. Who, who was Story of My Life? That's Harry Styles' band. Who was that? Oh, that's. Yeah. yeah One Direction? One Direction. Do you got yeah. the infection? The One Direction infection? Oh. Okay, Ross. Time to turn your mic off. Oh, boy. Uh, a juror in the Jody Arias. Is that how we say her name? Yeah, Jody Arias. In the in her murder trial, fell head over heels in love with the convicted killer during the proceedings, according to a new book by one of the prosecutors. Uh, and the thing about this is this this juror, seventy one years old. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Um, and here's a quote from him: Whenever we had to go to the principal's office, as I called the judges' chambers, uh, and this is from a fellow juror. He would make eye contact with her going in and coming out. The rest of us didn't even want to look at Jody. Now, that's just a creepy old man at this point. We'd have lunch together, and he'd tell me how back in the day he was a womanizer. Uh, I guess you know, when I was young, I uh, uh, I really slayed it. Um, um, 
he was thought that an actual that, quote that's from an the old story. Man <laughs> yeah, seventy-one year old dude. Telling people how he used to do it a lot. Yeah, no, Slay telling it. A, yeah, telling a young gal in the uh, lunchroom. Uh, he thought she was young and attractive, <laughs> and he didn't see how somebody that young and attractive could kill anybody. Asked if the lusty senior ever put the moves on her. Lust. Kelly, this is the other juror, laughed and paused before answering. I'm just going to say no on that one. Um, the old man, meanwhile, adamantly denied he had I'm sorry, could hots. you call him a lusty senior again? Yeah, the lusty 71-year-old sen- senior adamantly denied he had the hots for Arius. I'm 71 years old, for God's sakes. I'm not going to have a crush on her or anybody. Of course not. That's ridiculous. So I've forgotten what she did. I'm looking here. Yeah, she, she killed, killed some people. Some, uh, yeah. She killed her ex-lover. Yeah. And I also want to point out, I can do this all day long. Kenny said, head over heels. Oh. Yeah. Something happens and I'm head over heels. Yeah, okay. People can say Thanks, what John. they want. People can say what they want to say. I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it. I don't have a whole lot of respect for him. He said, "I just want it to be over." Um, so okay. that's if you want to look that up, that book. That's great. I I appreciate that old man impression. That Kenny. was good. That was good. That's what I was saying was great, not the story. Let me tell you something. In my uh, younger days, you boys, know what I, uh, hate. I, I had a hard time keeping my zipper up. <laughs> oh, my oh, britches. No. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. britches. Here's another story I found, uh, and it's, it's, I, th- I think it's only worth reading the headline. Gang members' attempted murder conviction is tossed after juror felled, fell for jailed prosecution witness who made her feel some type of way during the trial, and they applied for a marriage license a month later. God, these idiots! I know! What is going on here? Oh, man. Have you you been on a juror? Have you ever? A juror? I have have been on a juror, but not a jury. Why do I keep saying that? I guess I'm the one with the problem, I guess. No. The one real famous case of this that I keep thinking about is how women would fawn over Ted Bundy. Ew. Yeah. Really? And he was was as despicable of a human as you'll ever come across. Yeah. I don't think you should use that phrase. Thank you. Despicable human? No, come across. Oh. Oh, God. Why do I have to say it? Is this? Kenny. He's losing his I I think we now have to. This is an explicit podcast this time around. (laughs) Can't it always just be explicit? Come on. I mean, go on. A lot of. (laughs) Your mom is listening. Come on. Don, my not out of the gutter that's oh, my wow. job here that's, that's yeah. pure thoughts you know and then there's another story i printed but i didn't pre-read it and i'm not going to read it on the air something about canada and something about some gal born in 55 who was convicted of something and a juror fell in love with her and blah 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 the point is uh this happens a lot it does and then like the guards will fall in love with the prisoners and help them escape yeah. remember that lady oh yeah. that was just this spring yeah there's that's happened more than once a couple times yeah yeah is it that difficult to get it outside of jail where you have to hook up with the inmates i think it's all about the whole story and the fantasy of it it's for a gone. woman oh yeah I think it adds a because bit to the story. Guys can just like stick it in a pie or something. <laughs> just fine. Cheapers. 
You know, American Pie, that movie? No, it's, yeah, it's, I remember. No, it's, it's a pumpkin heated up. Get it oh, right. God. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Um, here's, here's what I I'm more uncomfortable on this podcast oh than when we were talking about necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. I'm, now I'm we're talking about gourd sex. The, what? Change the subject. But, John, uh, help us. What kind of gourd uh, this, do you like, John? <laughs> Draw the face. Uh, my new band name is Horny Gourds. Horny Gourds. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of, of prison, they have something in prison called a Fifi. Oh. Uh, and that's a homemade, uh, you know, it's kind of a do-it-yourself, uh, you know. Um, okay. No, I don't know. And towels sure and uh, rubber gloves. And, oh, uh, it's, uh, wow. Uh, there's a whole long preparation uh, thing that goes into it. <laughs> Are we done with this yet? <laughs> no kidding. Oh, gosh. Don, tell us yeah. a story. Okay. Tell Once upon a time, story. I went to a haunted prison. <laughs> I met some horny ghosts. Came away, came away and, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and I was Married. pregnant with a ghost. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good lead-in because, you know, oh. um, I did go to a, haunt, a, a haunted prison a couple of times, Moundsville Penitentiary. They filmed Castle Rock there. It was oh. Shawshank Redemption. We talked about that yeah. at length, or, I think. Shawshank, this, not Redemption, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Show, so anyway, yeah. I pulled up another clip. This is when I'm in a place called the Sugar Shack, which is the basement part of the prison. And in there, um, it was a rec room. Uh, when the guards didn't like you, they would send you down there with the big bad wolves and they would really? assault you or murder you. Honestly, oh. it's yeah. Uh, so, oh, so it's a nasty thing. place. Sugar, sugar Shack. Thing, yeah. That what didn't have anything to do with sweet love. Right. So oh, okay. uh, let me just explain what this clip is. This is a clip of me. Um, I'm doing the a spirit box Estes method session which means I have headphones on that are noise canceling. I'm blindfolded and I'm plugged into a frequency, a high frequency sweep little device that sweeps radio stations super quick, like 16 times a second. Like, okay. So spirits will talk through this. They will use the, the the electricity basically within it to form words and talk to you so when you hear my voice i am repeating what is said in my ears i also am cut off from any questions that anybody else in the room is asking the quote-unquote spirits so um i have a clip of the and i do whatever it says like if it's singing humming doing something weird i just repeat it so some of it's pretty freaky and this is from the Sugar Shack. This is from the Sugar Shack, oh, yes. Wow. And so I wouldn't even go down there in the daylight. This was the one and only time where I was afraid while doing oh. something. I got oh. really afraid by the creepiness of what was in my yeah. ears. Yeah, and in the clip that I've selected here, I actually kind of noticed that. You'll notice Dawn's a little uncomfortable. And oh. towards, towards the end body, of— I'm like, ooh, ooh. Towards the end of this clip, oh. you'll want to listen to because you can hear uh, like an audible grunt of somebody going, hmm. It's a growly, grunty thing, and it's not us because it wasn't picked up on any other recorder except my mm. camera. I will play it now. Are you ready? We're waiting. <laughs> We're waiting. Sinner. I'm feeling something moving around me. This place was full of sinners. Do you feel like you were one of them? Eight days. Ooh, it's very close. Ooh. You're getting out in eight days? 
We're creeping in. Were you scared that you were down here? Keep talking about me. Weren't there people murdered down here? Get off of me, man. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. People had voice recorders going that pick up a lot more than my camera, and it's not on anyone's voice recorder except for the audio from my camera. Wow. I would be like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. You would see me in the air. My legs would be growing. I would get out of there so fast. Well, soon after that, I only stayed under for like five more minutes because I couldn't handle. It was like circling the room. And I could tell that it was like stalking us. And like I said, we're creeping in. Like that was something that I heard in my headphones. And the the voice that said eight days was like evil and really demonic. So it wasn't right in my ears. Eight days. It wasn't Paul McCartney. You weren't hearing a Beatles song. No, I was not. And you know, a lot of people were executed at this place you know so it could be they had eight days to live and they knew that it could be that they're getting out in eight days i don't know but it didn't seem like a human voice so anyway that's why when i said eight days ooh, i because i just and full body just oh was the voice you were hearing saying sinner you were saying that because you were hearing that yeah i heard that it was a sing-songy they were all different voices so there were a lot oh. of them in there, just like oh, like like a shark's a feeding frenzy of just different voices. This had to really mess you up. No. <laughs> you mean yes, right? No, I no, I, I just moved on in another part of the no. Prison. Of course, it messed you up. You need some serious therapy after. I don't need therapy. I, need, I, I go need to church. Therapy. That's part of the reason why I go to church is because I put myself in these situations and I feel like I need to be right with God. So, well, I find that really interesting. So when you leave church, do you feel um, reset? I so feel to speak? protected. You do? Yeah. Mm. I always have, feel like I have that protection I, with me. I think what's really interesting about this dynamic, and I've talked about this before, is Dawn talks about all of the stuff that she does, which I don't discredit or really disagree with at yeah. all. But in a past uh, radio life, I worked with a Christian. Uh, I worked mm, at a Christian talk sure. station with a pastor. Was it KTIS? Uh, KKMS. KKMS. All AM right. nine eighty in the cities. And pastor right, guy right. still keep in contact with. Right. He had um, a lot of opinions on spirits and ghosts. Mm-hmm. And it, it for me, it's just it's really fascinating to think in my head things that he would talk about and say, and things that you would talk about and say. But he would also, I think, and I don't want to speak for him, would kind of back up what you say, is that these spirits are not, there's no good intentions from them. Not all of them. So if you're going to church or you're doing godly things or you're even praying in that environment, Mm -hmm. they don't like that. No. So that's how you stay safe. Yeah, I I say like the prayer of St. Benedict, which is a prayer they use in exorcisms before I, I go into any location. I do a full rosary, and then when I leave, I say, you cannot come with me. You have to stay here. That cut you played was particularly eerie to me because we have played a cut of you before 
where you're actually bitching at the ghost. You're yelling at him and telling him yeah. you spent X amount of dollars oh, yeah. on this. Quit <laughs> being such a D, a D bag. Yeah. And, and do your your thing. Well, I wanted them to light up my. I spent a bunch of money on something called a tripwire, which is yeah, like Christmas yeah. lights, and they all have. Um, like a K2 meter inside, which is the little device that we go around that measures electromagnetic fields, but they're all individual ones. And so they change color depending on how much electricity is flowing through them. And they sure. will light up on different sure. times. So at that moment, I'm. it was just lighting up a flashlight for me. Right, right. And I was like, so you're just going to light up the flashlight? I'm like, I spent $241 with expedited shipping to get this before I came here. So light it up. And it did. It all, it all of a sudden, it blinked all of them. And I'm like, thank you. The video that so you cool. sent this time around to me, there is a flashlight that goes on and off. Is yeah, that just always... the setting? Or is that was the ghost no, doing No, there's that? no setting. That's a mag light. The ghost is doing that. It's okay. si- sitting next to me. They're turning it on and off. Because they manipulate electricity. That's how they, you know, when people have their lights going on and off in their house, that's like the easiest thing for now, them to do. Dawn, really. I don't think you're using the powers of your of your connection here. No. I would have I would have a ghost come home that I trusted mm. and I would have them like Turn the TV on for me. <laughs> you lazy you know, bastard. I, I thought for sure you were going to take it down the section. Oh, Ross. no. Being so desperate. Hey, Ghost, you can, you, can you walk down the hallway and turn the heat up a few degrees? You know, I, <laughs> no, I can see Ross laying on the couch going, hey, uh, could you. Come on over down, here. While you're down there, uh, oh, could you. Uh, yeah. Say, I, no, I do have a serious question, but I changed my question mid-question. My question you only was, have a couple minutes because you have yeah, to do another show soon. My, yeah. Uh, can we just put that off? Um, no. Let's go here. My question was was going to be, are cemeteries haunted? But then I thought, no, nah, never mind that question. Have you ever been to a battlefield? And I'm think, and the reason I thought um, uh, Gettysburg Cemetery, and mm-hmm. then I thought, well, that's right on a battlefield. Oh, the battlefields are full. People see full soldiers walking across the street all the time. Yeah. I've not been there. I've always wanted to go. I've been to... Um, Battlefield, Missouri. There was a big battle yeah. in the Civil War there. That's yeah, right yeah. by my hometown. And yeah, we've gotten a lot of there's stuff a, from there. There's a couple of really haunting battlefields in northern Virginia. There'd be uh, between, oh, we were driving between Richmond and Washington, D.C. Mm. Um, and we pulled in at one and we were the only people there. And, uh, it, and it, it was like an episode of Scooby Doo. We're like, we you feel get, it. Yeah, we got to get the F out of here because this is not cool. Most of those are residual hauntings where they don't, they're not intelligent. Like they're not telling you things. They're not learning anything. They're just a loop. It's like a continuous loop. So they've made an impression on the area because it was a tragic moment when they died. So mm-hmm. they just continuously make a loop and they don't even see you or know you're there. We just see them or hear them, <sighs> you know. You know, when we first started, when I first met you, I kind of, well, no, it was when we started this show, um, I kind of wanted to have you up here to my place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you're forbidden. Oh, I even, can't? No, Why? Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to know. Oh, I, sure, I get no, that. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss in many ways. Yeah, no, because sometimes the lights do go off, and it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could help the person move on. If that's what you would like. Um, I don't even want confirmation that that person is there. Oh, gotcha. Yep, you don't have to. John, any thoughts? 
I I would rather not. If I thought something was going on, I would. You'd rather not know. And 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 hope. Do you need to physically be in a home, or could you just be like on the property? Could you be outside? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen things inside from the outside of a place. Huh. Yeah, like I really? can see in, wow. I'm not all the time, but if it's a really strong thing, there was, uh, there's a place called Bobby Mackey's that's really haunted in Ohio. So I saw some weird stuff. You're, hmm. that event you're doing is still on the calendar, Oh right? yeah, I need okay, to mention that. Yeah, so this, you're doing this event at the site where I literally robbed HBI broadcasting. <laughs> um, we had a, we had a general manager, we called him Heyman, and uh, I was told he was really easy. And hey, man, wanted to sign me up because, you know, he was under my spell for some stupid reason. And everybody around me said, just shoot for the moon and and you'll get three quarters of that. So I did Mm -hmm. at this place. And sure enough, I got three quarters of that. And it was the happiest day of my life. Yeah. And uh, I think it was shortly thereafter that Heyman left the company. Oh, no. <laughs> and that venue is? The Lexington. Yes. Go to eventbrite.com, search the Lexington restaurant and you'll see paranormal cocktail party listed. There's also another event around Halloween, but that's not our event. That's a different one. So go to paranormal cocktail party. Saturday is sold out. I'm talking about this Saturday and Sunday. So Sunday is still available. Um, It is $75 a person. You get some drinks and food as well. And it's a three hour show basically of all of our stuff that we found this year and our recent investigation of the Lexington where there is some really crazy evidence that we got. Cool. And Dawn, you should send me that link. I will post it with the show at garagelogic.com. Bring that music up, Ross. He is uh, Ross. He is John. She is potty mouth Don McLean. <laughs> I'm Kenny. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, John. John, you're so smart. Ross is the best. Ross is the best. Ross is the best. Kenny, will you quit saying boozums? <laughs> For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.